Welcome to the Paranormal Journal for Saturday Night Frights. What's going on out there, everybody? Oh, it's snowing. It's snowing. It sucks. Hey, Carol, what's going on out there? Snowing over in your part of the woods. I knew that for sure. Um, we're going to have uh, some pretty good, cool stuff tonight. I think uh, Christy's going to come on. Carol will probably drop on here or there. So uh, I think Scott will be coming on. So we're going to have some fun. Uh, I think Hillview Manor is going to be calling on tonight. They're going to be calling in and uh, talking about their uh, investigation tonight. So that's going to be pretty cool. Um, what else? We're, going to, we're just going to be talking paranormal shops tonight, whatever we want to talk about. Uh, the call lines will be open if people want to call in and talk about their uh, paranormal experiences. We're uh, all ears. So you guys want to call in and talk about some creepy stuff then call in call in and let's hear the business oh this weather sucks man i'm I'm waiting for uh for spring man but it's not I don't want to come <laughs> it's snowing like it's snowing like crazy today this sucks not enjoying it not at all but you know we're here we're working we're doing this thing talking about ghosts so that's the good thing we're talking about some ghosts maybe who knows maybe dropping some cryptid stuff who knows what's going on scott see scott's out there a little weird stuff going on out there maybe because of the wind man it's windy out good god almighty it's a creepy night to be investigating if you're out there investigating wind blowing creepiness oh yeah Perfect storm for paranormal. <laughs> so much snow drift. I know, man. I was driving out there and it was like, oh, man, this sucks. Hey, what's going on? 
Hey, am I on? You're on. Yep. Oh, I had an automatic connection this time. Hello. Yeah, I sent you an invite, so. Oh, good. I wasn't yelling at anybody when, when it started. That's good to know. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this weather sucks, right? It sure does. <laughs> I hate it, man. I'm ready for spring. I'm tired of this crap. How about that 70-some car pileup today, right? Oh, I know, right? I'm like, uh, sorry, sent it to me. I'm like, good God, I'm glad I wasn't out there. Right. I know Carol's glad she wasn't out there. She drives a tractor trailer, so. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. This sucks. I'm like, man, where is this coming from? You know, last week we had like 75 degree weather, and now it's uh, like a bombing like 15 degrees out. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, why are we still surprised, though? It's Pennsylvania. I know. We get the shittiest weather. <laughs> we really do. Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's like anymore you can't even get like two weeks of your sunshine. It's like, God, can I get two weeks of sunshine? That's that's all I'm asking, you know? Yeah, all winter it's just gray. Yeah, it sucks so bad. I think we call this like second or third winter. We don't have just one winter. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> hey, Carol. Carol's calling in. Hey, Carol. You there? Can you hear me? Now now. I can. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I wanted to chime in. I didn't even know that there was that kind of pileup on the road. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's like 70 car pileup or something like that. Holy crap. So that was on what, uh, that was on what, 581, I think? Yeah, I think down by the Carlisle and closer to 81. You know, like where you mm -hmm. get on 81 to go to Carlisle. Ew. Oh, Yuck. wow. Nope. Not liking that. Not liking that at all. No, I wouldn't want to be stuck in that. No, I went out early this morning. I was like, this sucks. This sucks so bad. <laughs> it does. It's, it'll make us appreciate spring more in a, like 48 hours or something like that when it comes back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's well, like two days from now, it's going to be in the 70s or something. Yeah, next week. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like 70 Trees degrees. will be blooming. It'll be beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, I work down this in DC. Distant nightmare. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I work down in DC, and the the uh, the trees are blooming down there already. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, well, I just saw an article like hummingbirds are on the way. I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I seen I seen some article on on the uh, internet about these weird spiders that are, are making their way up, flying spiders or something. <laughs> you seen something like that? Oh my god. Like, what uh, the hell is this? Is that fake or something? I'm like, what the hell is this? Flying spiders. They ain't never even heard of it. Parachuting, not flying. They parachute. Where the hell are they parachuting from? <laughs> I don't know. They're like little spider paratroopers. And I did <laughs> not have that. scariest thing. On my bingo card. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I know if... Uh... If Steve from Taps was, he's not going to be liking that because he's afraid of bugs and stuff. So spiders, especially. Uh, so. <laughs> no, exactly I don't like them either. Who came to mind? <laughs> well, Scott's that way with wildlife too. Oh, oh no, man. he's more scared of things like that that he encounters on investigations than the ghosts. Yeah, Scott, I've are you on? That. What's that? Scott looks like he's on, but I don't hear him. Nah, mm, we'll see him on mine. He's not on. Mine says he's there. Anyway. Okay, maybe it's just waiting for that. It looked like he was on for a second. No, it says that he's on. Oh, now he's live. 
Not yet. No? Mm-mm. It just said he's, he's like, oh, boy, I don't know. Well, not yet. Nope, now he's gone. Now he's gone. Now he's back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He'll be here He'll eventually. He's working on it. He's around. There we go. He's coming in now. There you go. Hello? Hey, Scott. Hey, now we can hear you. Yeah, I thought I was on because I was up. I, you know, my face or my thing was up in the circle. But yeah, I would say the the the, uh, the um, spiders that are falling from the sky. I think that's happening down in Florida. No, it's okay. coming here. Is it coming it up here? Stay down, it, down there. Just... Yeah, they, should, they should <laughs> stay they, down there. They they're they're making parachuting. Way yeah, they're parachuting here now. Oh no, no, no! So we're just waiting. Like who's gonna win? Parachuting spiders or murder hornets? I'm just not sure. <laughs> I've yet to see one of those murder hornet things. They're a little disappointing. They've been a little disappointing. Not mass quantities, I don't think they are. <laughs> those uh those African hornets ain't no joke either, man. Those things are like those they look like those uh those murder hornets or whatever, they're big as hell, man. Those things will bust your ass up if they sting you. No, thanks. They live in the ground. like in the, They eat like locusts and stuff like that. They're, they're big, man. Yeah, the cicada killers. Yeah, those things are big. They're ugly, too. Oh, their stingers are like an inch long, too. Yeah, my father got stung by one in the head. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no. Stung no, him no. in the head. In the head. Yeah, he had a headache for like two weeks, man. Yeah, oh we were, God. yeah, we were swimming at a swimming hole, and uh, he was leaning up against this tree, and he's like, "Man, I keep hearing all this weird buzzing," and all of a sudden, one smacked him right on the top of the head, and he dove in the water. That thing kept stinging him. Oh it was, my God! Yeah, it stung him like three or four times on the top of his head, and oh, uh, his evil. his head was all swollen up. He looked like like uh, Martin off. You know, remember Martin the TV mm-hmm. uh, show when his face Martin was Lawrence. all swollen up? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he was all lumped <laughs> up. I was like, "Oh shit." <laughs> Oh, just call uh, us man. the new Australia. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting all kinds of weird stuff over here now. Good God. Hey, Seeker, what's going on? He's out there. Teddy's out there. Um, So we're going to just be talking paranormal shop all night tonight. So this should be fun. Absolutely. All right. So who's got any good paranormal stuff that's happened to him lately? Carol, I know you've had something happen. You've had to have had something happen. Well, today was actually really quiet, surprisingly. Really? And yeah, it, it was <laughs> oh, really <of> peaceful. <laughs> Must have been yeah. the snow. Maybe they were just enjoying watching it fall down. I don't know. But yeah, it's been really quiet today, and I'm cool with it. <laughs> I needed the break. Yeah, you know, when we went to, uh, we went up there and talked to the owners at, uh, Franklin House Tavern. It was really quiet that night too. We we did a little bit of investigating when everybody was left. I mean, but I mean, we talked to him till hell. I think we talked to Jen till like midnight. And um, after everybody left, it was probably around one. We just messed around for a little while, and then we wound up leaving. But it was really super quiet. I was surprised. Mm-hmm. I was totally surprised actually. I was like, this sucks. We didn't get anything. <laughs> the first time we came here, it was dynamite. This time, it was it stunk. But uh, uh, we did hear a few little things, like whispery kind of things. But um, I, you know, I didn't. I did catch a really cool 
something on my uh, recorder. I had a recorder with me, and um, I had set it out in the hallway, and I called something about a male's voice says something about a devil board or something. I, it's really hard to make it. It sounds really clear, but it's hard to make out. And uh, I'm like, what the hell is that saying? It sounds like something. It's like it's a devil board or something. It says something like this. Really creepy kind of sound. But uh, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I have an update on the uh, Skinwalker situation. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Hit me with it. Well, it's not a Skinwalker. We've debunked it. Uh, I know. Just we heard it again a few more times. We were still perplexed. And then the one night um, it was back when it was warm and rainy, like a couple days ago before the snow and coldness set in and all the leaves are off the trees and the humidity in the air made the sound carry really well that the dogs that were barking in response to said, said skinwalker before (laughs) I could actually hear them up there playing and thumping around and panting and barking. So I think it's just the dogs on the hill and their noise carrying down to where we live, but sometimes you can't hear everything. But that night you could. So I, I'm pretty sure it's just neighbor dogs up the hill. Damn. Oh. No skinwalker. No skinwalker. Damn. Damn. Freaking. There's still a chance, but. <laughs> I don't know, man. Some of the skinwalker stuff I've read is kind of frightening. Um, like I said, the Navajo have their own police for skinwalkers. That's kind of weird. But they have them. Um, some of the stories I've read behind them are pretty amazing uh at one point i think i had read that two two navajo they they call them the skinwalker police they're actually like the police for skinwalkers like they actually hunt these things out there so so they're um, actually have that name that they're not supposed to say on the side of their patrol vehicles i don't know if they have the name on there but they're they're like a special police for skinwalkers i know that for a fact it's it's real um they had Leslie had locked. They had arrested a guy, and uh, he had broke the handcuffs and jumped out of a moving vehicle. Uh, I believe the police had shot him. Oh, wow. They had shot him, and he still ran. He started running. He ran faster than the car. They were chasing him down the highway. He was running over like fifty-five miles an hour. They said, "Oh, yeah." Really? And then, <laughs> yeah, that's what they said. They said then he veered off into the desert, and then they couldn't find him anymore. I'm like, wow, that's, and it's you know all, how, they, they documented it. You know how you would have to see like an exorcism to believe in demons? Yeah. I'd have to see that dude running yeah. down the side of the road at 55 you know I think, miles you know, an hour to believe when it. When I was reading it, I'm thinking and I'm like, well, here's what I think happened. I think they uh, were doing something and he escaped. And then they had to write this really funky report that it was a <laughs> Maybe <laughs> we better say it was a, it was one of those things, man, or we're gonna get fired. You know what I mean? <laughs> or just a little too much peyote that day? I don't know. One or the other. Something. I mean, that's well. If they those, shot him, if they shot him, if he still he, they shot him and he's still running, I'd have to go with meth. Yeah. <laughs> and, and considering that it's out in Arizona, Utah yeah. area, it's a absolutely. Big it's a yeah, big. It has to be. Yeah, but 55 was, is a stretch even for meth. Yeah. Especially once shot. <laughs> I don't know. If you get out of DC, DC's a big PCP area. So, you know, it's just like, 
If he was Did he have sweet. teeth? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did he have teeth? I've read, I've read a lot of oh, stuff God. from the Skinwalker stuff. It's kind of, some of it's kind of creepy, especially like, um, uh, the Skinwalker Ranch. Some of the things that have happened out there has been pretty crazy, man. Like they, they, they seen this ball of light come out of the sky and they wind up killing like two of their dogs, like just flattened them. They came yeah, down I'm and smashed them into the in ground. The yeah. I mean. It's pretty interesting, uh, the things that I've read about it. It's, I'm like, wow, this is uh, And I think pretty, a lot of that crazy. is attributed to more UFO activity than skinwalkers with, like, the radiation levels that they've detected and, like, just yeah. not only the dogs, but the the cows and stuff that have just dropped over dead. Yeah. That Again, I saw this on TV, so I don't know how much of it actually happened that way. But, you know, it seems like it's more UFO or even you know, U.S. military related than skinwalkers or ghosts. Not that they aren't there, but I think of a lot of it as coming from something else. That's possible. It's definitely possible. I'm, I'm more interested in, I'm more interested in the uh, demonic and the things that, but I, like I said, I want to see it. I want to see it, believe it. Yeah. If anybody's out there listening and they have someone that's possessed, hey, please put me down with them. I want to go see it. <laughs> I want to record it. I want to see it. I, I, wish, I wish the um, order of uh, exorcists would contact me and say, hey, we want a non-believer because I want to go see it. Hey, check me in. I want to check it out. You know, I'm definitely. Right, uh, especially since you're Catholic. Yeah, sin's believing. You know, I want to document it. I'll document it for him, no problem, because I'm definitely skeptical on it. Uh, yeah, I would of... definitely want to see that. I would, I would want to see that. You all can just report back to me. I'll stay home. I mean, <laughs> as an as an investigator, well, watching on a live feed. Yeah, I mean, as an investigator, you want to experience this kind of things. I mean, it's going to be scary, probably, if it if it's real. Um, there's a lot of people out here to say it's real, but you know. Um, and Bill Bean said it said it's real. I'm going to have Bill Bean on. I'm going to pre-record the show, but uh, he is coming on on the 21st. I believe. But, uh, yeah, he, I don't uh, know. We had a small a taste thing. of it, yeah. and I don't know if it was demonic or just something really negative. But I don't need to see more. I'm good. I'm good. I'm fine. I don't yeah, really. Mm-mm. Person family want- doesn't need to get involved with that again. Yeah, that's true. No, I mean if I have no choice and I got to go up against it again, okay, that's what you got to do, I guess. But I'm not going and looking for it. That's for sure. I don't I'll blame do you. I heard your experiences, and you know, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Yeah, it's it's not fun. It's just very slow growing malignant to make you like even question your reality because so so much of the stuff we experienced even though it was like a low level situation um it it was just you questioned yourself like it could have naturally happened but when you combine all the experiences together it's just trying to ruin your life you know and then my daughter was experiencing more direct contact that was terrifying i'm going from my side of the story that I didn't have a lot of direct interaction with it only once or twice, but just relentless attempts to break everything down around you, interpersonal relationships, 
um, the car breaking down while driving, the losing a job, windows almost smashing on my head. Like that was just one thing after the other. And it sucks. It's it's not fun, let alone the, the actual demonic stuff you've heard about, if that would happen, like climbing up a wall or your head spinning or blood dripping. I don't, I, if it can get to that point, I'm good. I've seen enough. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. No, thank yeah, you. Yeah. And, you know, especially from like a mother's standpoint, you, you want and need to protect your children as much as you can. And, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it was very difficult for you to just feel like you had to just sit by and watch your daughter and her mentor do this on their own, basically. And, Yes, I did. I can't even imagine like the heartstrings that you felt being pulled at that moment. It sucked because originally, the way that this um, cleansing was supposed to be set up was three people doing it. So it was going to be my daughter and I, along with her mentor. But the TV show just wanted the mentor and her because it's that's the point of the episode is her learning from her mentor. That's just one of those examples of TV. Like, are you really here to help or are you here to document stuff for your own gain? Because if somebody says you need three people, you're just risking leaving us with a damn demon. Like, come on. But yeah, I I was close enough by and what I witnessed happen where we were sitting in the in the base camp area was convincing. Absolutely. I wasn't even in the room with them. And what they had happened with the floor catching on fire and the stuff they experienced, I, I experienced something completely crazy on my own down in another area as this thing tried to vacate and jump into other people and watching someone start vomiting out the door. I'm kind of glad I got the perspective I did. And of course, as soon as the fire happened, I'm running upstairs with this big thick blanket to put that out too. But it was intense. It was really intense. Wow. Yeah. I don't think I've even. I've never had that happen before. I've never, I've never had that happen before. Good. I've just, I want it to happen. You know what I mean? But I, I mean, I've been in places that have been, they felt negative. Like I didn't want to be there. But as, a, as an investigator standpoint, I'm like, I don't want to be here, but I have to experience what is it's trying to relay back to me. Um, it might sound kind of weird, but. I, I want to experience it. I've I've yet to seen uh, I've yet to see someone like levitate or or anything like that. I, yeah, that never happened here. <laughs> we never did that. I'm, I'm I waiting. Somebody go sweet. I want to see somebody go full in the black. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I. But you know, I've seen it, Scott. I've seen people acting like that. Um, I've seen them acting like full in the Blair, but there was nothing really supernatural going on. You know. They were cussing me out a lot, and, you know, I was just like, okay, this is interesting, but, you know, I'm not impressed because I don't see anything supernatural going on. Now, someone's right. claiming to be possessed by the devil. I would think the devil can do some pretty supernatural kind of stuff, and uh, I wasn't seeing anything supernatural. I was just seeing them you know, acting like an idiot every time they threw holy water on them or uh, said a prayer over them or they would be, you know, acting like they were convulsing and yeah, and that's even different. Like, I wouldn't even say we experienced any kind of a possessing situation. It was more of an oppression. It was present. But I have never witnessed somebody for more than a couple minutes anyway have any kind of demon inside of them situation. 
that's why it, that's a different level a full-blown possession yeah i mean i think they're i you know i'm not gonna say they don't exist because you know i don't know i've never seen it but i think there are these rare occasions that it might happen um to a certain individual who knows you know i don't know i've never and seen there's it. a fine line between possession and just playing crazy too there, there's oh, yeah. so much you'd have to figure out to know what's really going on. Well, me yeah. and me and Chris have had, uh, if you know the story of uh, Annalise Michael, which yeah. they made mm-hmm. the movie of the uh, people of our, yeah, Emily Rose. Yeah. Um, yeah. Me and Chris have had hours worth of conversations, whether mental illness or, um, or possession. Cause they actually made another movie about or both together. They can go together. together. But they actually made like they everybody knows that case from the movie of uh, the exorcism of Emily Emily Rose, but there's another movie that's actually made in Germany called Requiem, that actually it's about the same case, but they take the movie and they take the story from the aspect of mental illness and not possession. I mean, they talk about you know the possession and the priest and everything, but it's it's actually taken from a more medical standpoint, and that's what you really need to look at in any kind of you know anything like that i've never seen anything like that i've never been around anything like that um i imagine like being you know walking through a uh, a house and like the devil's trying to scare you out of the wall start bleeding and you're like parlor tricks man parlor tricks yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know let, let me see something you know? but uh yeah i i i'd really be interested in it uh to see something to witness something like that but i've never encountered anything anything it's not the, me either. Me either. I think and in the paranormal, it's the most chicken or egg scenario you can come across. Like, are they mentally ill? Are they possessed? Or were they mentally ill and that's why they got possessed the other way around? You know, it's, you, it's really hard to separate the two. And then if drugs are involved that, as a whole nother layer, those are the people that a demon would want to target anyway. Doesn't oh, mean yeah. they can't be possessed. They could also be crazier on drugs. Uh, yeah, it, it'd be really hard to really hard to pull apart what's what in a situation like that. The only thing, the only thing that would direct me to say that maybe it's something paranormal is if they're telling me something about myself that only I would know. You know what I mean? That that was the only, that could still only be way. psychic. Psychics exactly. can do that. That doesn't mean Possibly. it's a demon. Possibly. Now, you if I mean? something really. Um, sacrilegious happened that was paranormal, you know, like a blood dripping upside down cross appeared on the wall, and you know, there's no way that that could have happened. Maybe then, you know what I mean? It's, I don't know that them just, I know the story you were talking about where like he had a, like the cats went crazy, and the next day the person, I mean, it would definitely pique your interest as something paranormal, but is it demonic? That's the thing you don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's a that's a really hard fine line to to figure out. You know what I mean? Is it is it demonic? Is it is it not demonic? Are they psych they have a psychic ability? I don't even know if what we went through was technically considered demonic. I just know it wasn't good. Seeker said ever brought a Bible. Yeah, I have brought a Bible. Uh that's that you know, we did we brought a Bible in a case in um York Haven, and that's where we got that really foul smell. But 
I can't say that's demonic. I've never smelt it anywhere else, but I smelt it in that house. It was pretty wretched. It smelled like uh, like decomposing matter, like a dead body. And um, I was like, wow, that's pretty intensely smells. Intensely smells pretty bad. And it was only when we read Psalms out of the Bible, and that's what the owner said. The owner said it himself. He's like, I started. He said he's seen this black figure. He started reading Psalms from the Bible because he got scared. And the stench came upon the room, smelled like a dead body and feces kind of mixed together. And uh, I, you know, I immediately thought, this guy's man, he's losing his freaking mind. You know what I mean? Like, it seemed like a normal house. And some of the stuff he was telling me about his daughter, almost like his daughter was under in a possession. Um, like, she had this blank look on her face and chased the other sister around with a pair of scissors, trying to kill her. And, you got you're taking all this stuff in and you're just as an investigator you know you got to figure out what's really the truth because some people exaggerate the truth a little bit you know what i mean yeah they'll absolutely. go on the case and they might have something happen but then they're exaggerating just the truth just a, whole a little lot, you know <laughs> some like, people and they yeah, exaggerate you know, just like, a little <laughs> like, okay some people you know. exaggerate just a lot yeah, yeah. and <laughs> so, i'm like okay. some people just straight out lie yeah yeah and i'm just like okay you know so i i want to experience this myself so we did have a bible and we went to that room where this they said they smelled the foul smells and we went there we didn't i didn't smell anything immediately but we were started asking questions and you know doing evp sessions and nothing 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 and then i heard a disembodied voice which you know we were asking a lot of questions and i asked something about you know can you make that stinky smell or something? And I heard a voice say like nuisance, like we were a nuisance, like nuisance. And I was like, Hey, you guys hear like a voice say nuisance? I'm like, Hey, they're like, no, they like started laughing. They're like, no, we didn't hear anything. And, and I'm like, you didn't hear that. And they're like, no. So I was like, Diana wants to start reading uh, Psalms from the Bible. So she started reading Psalms and two of the investigators, they were literally sitting like, I don't know, four feet away from me. They're like, what in the hell is that smell? And I'm like, I don't smell anything. And they're like, really? And I was like, dude, I, I don't smell anything. And they're like, it smells like a dead body and like feces, like mixed together. It's it's disgusting. And uh, I'm like, what the heck is that smell? And, and, and they're like, I don't, I said, I don't smell a thing. And they're like, I can't believe like you can't smell it. I'm like, I don't smell anything. And then they're like, it's gone. Like as quick as it came, they said it's gone. And I'm like. You guys are losing your freaking mind, dude. Like, I don't smell anything. I'm like sitting right by you. I don't smell anything. And uh, like five or ten minutes later, we started doing it. We read, we read Psalms again, and it did it again. This time, it, it happened to me. It was in my face, and I was like, oh, my God. What? I mean, it was terrible. I was like, wow, that is intensely gross. Like, it almost made you want to vomit. And uh, I was like, Jesus, God, what is that? And you know, as soon as I said that, it went away. And I'm like, how the hell can that smell dissipate that quick? And there's no residual kind of smell mm-hmm. after that. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, that doesn't, right. that doesn't make any sense. And still, is that demonic or, you know, obviously if, if any human person dies, that's probably what they're going to smell like. Yeah. You know, not gonna this, smell this could anymore. be a human spirit that just well, smells yeah, really and- bad. <laughs> yeah. Like a couple thoughts that come to my mind are like, did they live near a sewage plant by chance? Um, and also, did the ghost fart? 
<laughs> paranormal, paranormal flatulence. You know? <laughs> that is something Could I haven't happen? come across as a real ghost part yet. I don't know. It was pretty gross. It smelled like a dead body. I was like, "This is freaking horrible." And I, you know, I checked the whole house. I checked the bathroom, the sink. Went down to the basement, checked the sewer line to see if it had a sewer line leaking. There was like mm-hmm. nothing leaking. I'm like. Dude, I don't know what the hell that was, but it was pretty intelligent, uh, whatever wow. was in the house, because it was saying our names. Uh, you know, I was sitting on the couch at probably like three or four o'clock in the morning, and uh, me and Diana were sitting on the couch, and I'm just sitting there. I'm like getting tired, you know, I'm like, Phew, I'm getting tired, and uh, he's having my head back, and we both heard my name. We heard this whispery voice go, John. I freaking sat up like, Phew. I was at wide awake, and then I'm like, whoa i was like did you hear that she's like yeah that said your name i'm like oh shit you know what i mean like <laughs> i'm always sitting there with attention i'm like uh yeah it's in the room that's for sure and when, when we said that the sparkle lights happened um by the steps and we had a k2 sitting on the banister and the k2 went completely <laughs> ballistic i mean like shot up all the way to the red going back and forth uh but it was like sparklers almost and it lit up the room and i was like whoa what the what the hell was that dude you know and um it, it was crazy it was a pretty interesting house uh they wound up moving so cool yeah they wound up moving they're like yeah we're getting out of here we did we did find out that a woman was murdered there actually oh but they found uh, her yeah, body no, i would definitely right nope out of that situation <laughs> yeah i mean it was uh it was pretty intense man like it was the stuff that had happened i'm like yeah uh, you might want to move. Like this is uh, definitely some things going on here, and they 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 took my advice and moved. And I did check up on them months after that, and they think they said things got a lot better. Nothing had followed them. Uh, things got back to normal, and uh, I was I was happy good. about that. Yeah, I was happy about that. I was like, yeah, you don't want to move and find out you just brought it with you. Like, Damn it! <laughs> you know, you just <laughs> yeah. spent a ton of money. Yeah, that just went out the door. You just moved, yeah. and yeah, you know, yeah, it's still here. Great, that's wonderful. Uh, you know, they, remember that there was a show that came out back in the eighties. It was called The Haunted. It was it was based on a case in Pennsylvania. Um, I'm so God. sorry, I wasn't even born yet. In the eighties? Oh yeah, you, you probably weren't. <laughs> I feel old now. I feel very old now. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for that, Carol. <laughs> no problem. Anytime. I feel old as dust now. But, uh, <laughs> I was there. Don't feel too bad. <laughs> I was there. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was a movie. It was. Uh, it was like a little TV show. It was called The Haunted. Uh, it wasn't a TV show, but it was a documentary about this family in uh, Pennsylvania that uh, they moved into this house and they started hearing like the mimicking of the voices. Uh, you know, the, the mother would be there and she'd hear the the mother in law calling her name and. Um, it was it was it was pretty wild because one of my investigators actually knew the family. Um, the mother, the, the Diana's mother, knew the family and uh, knew the, the the priest that did the exorcism of the house. And actually, Diana's mother was supposed to go to that exorcism, and um, she she got a, she had like this premonition not to go, and she didn't go. And uh, she said, just something came to her in a dream and told her not to get, not to be involved in it. And she didn't, she didn't do it. Oh, hey, John. 
Yeah. We have uh, Melissa in here from Hillview. Oh, awesome. Awesome. So she might be trying to call in soon. Just so she's you know. In the, she's in the chat room? Yep. She's the Lady Red. Oh, the Lady in Red. Okay. Oh, she, I think she did try to call in earlier. Hold on. Let's see. There you go. I sent you uh, an invite there. There she is. Okay, I think I'm on. Are we still echoing or are we good? You're good. We're good? Hey, Melissa. Hey, Chris. How are you? Good. How's it going over there tonight? It is going great tonight. We are out investigating and this place is crazy active tonight. Nice. Must be the snow. (laughs) It's probably the snow because we certainly have a lot of it, let me tell you. Oh, God. Yeah. Makes the building a little cold for investigating, but you know. Yeah, no doubt. But uh, yeah, it's our opening weekend. This is our first weekend that we've been open for the season. So I think the spirits are just super excited that there's people back in the building and running around because they've been, like I said, super active all night long. It's great, though. If you have time, Melissa, can you tell us a little bit about either the history or some of the... I know you guys absolutely love the spirits you have there. We do. We have really close relationships. So I'd love you to tell us about some of the resident spirits you have there. Sure, sure. Um, Hillview actually started out in 1926 as a poor farm. Like you came here if you couldn't take care of yourself, if you were homeless, mentally ill, just didn't have any relatives that would help you take care of yourself. Um, And then it eventually became a skilled care nursing home. And it eventually closed in 2004 because of, you know, cost overruns, overcrowding, things like that. And uh, people started ghost hunting here in 2007 and it's just kind of been the ongoing thing since. Um, So we've got a very long history. Even before the building was built, it was the farmland that the original poor farm farmed. So because we have had some uh, spirits actually come through who died before this building existed. Oh, wow. Which is really, really cool. Uh, We have a gentleman named Mr. Arthur Sneed who will come through, started talking to us, and we started doing some research and digging in and found out that he was a resident of the original poor farm. Wow, that's so cool. It was very, very cool. Very cool. Um, but yeah, we have we have so many wonderful uh, spirits that, that are here. And like you said, we have such a special relationship with them. Um, like right now we're investigating in what we call Jeffrey and Mary Ayala's hallway. Uh, Jeffrey is the spirit of a nine-year-old little boy. He was actually one of the very first people who came to, it was called the Lawrence County Home for the Aged. Um, and, uh, and which you is found very, him in the records? We found him in the records. Unfortunately, we have very limited records for that time. Mm-hmm. So we have like only a first Jeffrey, nine-year-old boy. That's it. We don't have a last name. We don't know what happened to him. We know he came with a 12-year-old older brother who was then almost immediately adopted out because in 1926, a 12-year-old is, was old enough to work on a farm. Wow. Eight. And uh, Jeffrey is, seems to be a favorite. Jeffrey is great. He's very friendly. Um, people bring him toys and things. He absolutely loves that. Um, if you ever have a chance to visit us, his room is filled with different kinds of footballs, baseball. His absolute favorite sport is baseball, and he loves Babe Ruth. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's cool. It, it's very cool. Uh, Jeffrey is an awesome spirit. And down the hall and across from him is Mary Aiello. And we know all about her. She was actually here in the 80s and 90s. We've had family members, staff members who remember taking care of her. Uh, Mary had a wicked sense of humor in life, and she still has one in death. <laughs> so, um, Is she the one that demanded a bed 
be changed around or like she has the chair that rocks is that yes that is okay that is her yes she didn't have a bed in her room and she demanded she was talking to us and then said she was done talking until we brought her a bed so we had to set up i remember you guys moving in the bed (laughs) yes we moved in the bed and now people have brought in blankets and stuff for her um, but Mary was born blind. She doesn't have, she had, doesn't have eyes. She had glass prosthetics. And apparently when Mary would get bored, she'd hide her eyes in the bed and then call for a oh, nurse to oh, come oh. and make her bed. <laughs> oh, wow. And, yeah. And when her niece visited us, she was like, oh yeah, she got everybody in the family with that one. So, <laughs> and oh, uh, wow. yeah, Mary is still, like I said, she still has a wicked sense of humor. We'll go in and talk to her. She prefers dirty jokes, which is hysterically funny. That's <laughs> <laughs> It is. It's very cool. Um, some of the other spirits we have up on the third floor, we have Jimmy and Lester and Jules. Uh, those three, again, we have all kinds of documentation on them. Uh, Jimmy lived here almost his entire life. He came here in 1958 and was here until the building closed in 2004. So we would call Jimmy now high-functioning autistic. Okay. And if you could think of a fun way to get into trouble, Jimmy did it. So. <laughs> Um, he was the resident. He was the resident streaker. They knew if they found us oh. closed in the elevator, they only had so many minutes before he made it out the front door. <laughs> and again, these are all former staff members that we have all these stories from. And That's so cool. You guys tie all your spirits in with actual people who knew them stuff. You know exactly. And we get so excited when we get those people coming in because you know we're we want to honor their memory by telling the truth about them. Absolutely. And so being able to verify all of these stories, it's just wonderful for us. Yeah. So, nice. yeah. We have like, so many more than that, though. I know oh my gosh, we have so many more. Service. In the basement, we have George, the cranky uh, boiler room guy who loves the Steelers. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he threw a football at somebody who came in through the door wearing a brown sweatshirt. So, <laughs> if oh, I nice. had if I hadn't actually seen that for myself, I'm not sure I would have believed it. But yeah, I happened to be standing there, and the kid stepped in the room with a brown sweatshirt, and a football came flying. From across the room, Adam. How long ago was that? Uh, this has been about five years now. Okay. I think I remember wow. that story when we were there, but I wasn't sure. Yes. Yes. So um, we have Eli, who was the original boiler room caretaker in the 1920s. And uh, Eli is hysterical. Unfortunately, Eli was an alcoholic, and they weren't allowed to have alcohol on the site. So he would sneak out and get drunk and then have to sneak in the back door and sleep it off in the boiler room. Mm-hmm. And Eli's still a little bit like if you're walking through the building and you're running any type of communication app, Ovulus, Necrophonic, anything like that, and he'll definitely come through. It'll be something about drinking. Um, I was walking through with my daughter and it, it came through on her Ovulus. Um, is it time for shots? Oh, it's, wow. <laughs> I mean, it's he'll uh, lead me to the bar. It's time for a drink. And I mean, we'll be like, Eli, you know, you can't drink in here. And haha, got you. <laughs> Um, I like this guy. <laughs> yeah, e- Eli was great. So people obviously leave empty liquor bottles downstairs for him sometimes. <laughs> so, oh, that probably just makes him mad. Uh, you know, it's, it's, I think he gets the humor behind it because we tell him all the time that he's not allowed to have alcohol in Hillview. And he's like, oh, all right. Okay. So, <laughs> um, we also have, um, we actually have, I hate to say relatively new spirits, but we've only been communicating with them for maybe about eight months on the third floor, a spirit of a little girl named Ellie and a little boy named Tucker. And we can't figure out why there would be other children here. So we did a whole bunch of research. Um, You know, during the the height of the pandemic when everything was shut down, we used all that time to dive into research. And we found out that in the late 20s, it was still the tuberculosis epidemic. They would take in children 
if like the parents had tuberculosis and the kids had nowhere to go. And they're on the third floor. And they're on the third floor at the front of the building. They use that as a tuberculosis ward. Oh, wow. And again, we've been lucky enough to have staff come in. They've been seeing the spirits of those kids since the 70s and 80s. And uh, Ellie is just the, the sweetest little kid. If you're walking through the building, and again, I'll have like, I'll carry my necrophonic with me and you'll hear this little voice. Hi, Melissa. Aww. And they're, yeah, That's they're just, sweet. they're the sweetest. Um, now talk about some of your not so sweet spirits that you have there. Um, yeah, the creeper. We, yeah, we have the creeper on the second floor. We actually just had a little bit of a run in with him just a few minutes ago. Did you? Um, uh, yeah, I've got my daughter here. She's 14 and young man named Mason, who's 16, and we are in, I said, Jeffrey and Mary Ayala's hallway. There's a bathroom directly across from Mary Ayala's, and there was something, a dark mass keeps peeking out at them and, like, looking mm -hmm. over the wall at them. Mm -hmm. um, the creeper likes to scare people. He's never hurt anybody. He's never even touched anybody. But he is a dark entity, and he will, like, run across the floor at you, run across the wall, run across the ceiling, which let me tell you, when you're walking through here at night doing a check, is not fun. <laughs> it is not fun when you hear something scrabbling along the ceiling and you look up and you watch this dark mass. You're like, yep, it's time to go back downstairs where the lights are on. <laughs> so, um, now, when we were there, uh, both Kendall and Cassie, I believe, and myself saw like a tall man peeking out from different corners and hallways. Is that also the creeper? Or do you think that's something else? Um, <laughs> it could be the creeper. We've actually been in encountering something about the last eight months that's a lot darker. I'm not sure exactly what you saw. Was it like, did it have a form like a person or was it's, it more shadow? It's more like a tall top hat man situation, just watching people. Um, I called that, him the creeper at the time because he just creeped around. Right. Am I right, echoing no. to everybody? Do I need to hang up and call back? <laughs> I don't. You're not echoing to me. Okay. Um, that would probably very much be the creeper. We're not actually sure what that is. We've talked to a few people who've been investigating here, like almost since we started doing ghost hunts. And one lady said that she spoke with some Native Americans and they referred to creatures like this as a soul collector. Not as in they collect souls, but they gather where souls collect. Okay. And that it was probably here first. Like before there was a farm, before there was a building, it was here first. And it's more tied to nature, to the, you know. Right, right. Like an elemental. Yes, situation. very much. Yes, okay. very much like an yeah. elemental. Yeah. So I think he's just cranky and territorial. Okay. And then what? So Cassie saw this guy. It was like a top hat man i yes. saw him like when they were doing the lecture you know when the three of them were yes. talking at the table i could see him in the hallway behind them oh yeah that was in the cafeteria correct yeah yep that's the I second floor him. that's right where he hangs out we saw him in angela's bathroom yes we saw him in the basement going past the boiler room at the end of the hallway there mm-hmm uh, now we saw him all over the place. Okay, well, yeah, we actually think we have a separate shadow entity in the basement. Okay. Um, again, we don't know what its name is, but it has been, this one has been a little more, I hate to use the word violent, but for lack of a better term. Um, Where is it, the one that's new? Where are you uh, sensing that one? The, the one that's new is also on the second floor. Um, we were is in... Is that where Lester and Jimmy are? No, that's, they're up on three. Okay. Yeah, we've actually had whatever this nastier entity on the second floor actually, like, run at us. Mm. When it moves, it's not a human-type movement. And, and it's, it's dark? 
like it's very it's dark like a shadow and it looked like it had like clawed hands crawling out of a room and when it turned its head towards us it wasn't a human movement and the eyes were red (gasps) and it was me and sue and ken in the hallway and we both we all three jumped back into mary ayala's room and who was with you uh sue and ken two of our other staff members okay okay yeah, so that's, and I have to say that's probably the first and only time in this building I was actually afraid. I bet. Because that thing rushed down the hall at us. We're like, yeah, no, <laughs> it's time, again, it's time to go downstairs. <laughs> so, but yeah, whatever's in the basement, again, I hate to use the word violent, but it's rushed people. Like it'll run down the hall at them. We've actually caught it on our uh, security cameras coming out of the room. And it's almost like George down there is trying to keep it pinned because you'll watch a shadow figure come out of the one room and then you'll watch one come out of George's room and like race back towards the first one. This was like more of the creeper guy though because he just kind of ran away, not at us. Okay. Then that was probably definitely the creeper. He may have been drawn to Cassie's energy. They were just peeking. It was peeking. And I went all the way down the hall to see what happened and there was nothing there. If you went right, it was just a wall. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the way he went. But I'm going to hang up and call back and you go ahead and keep going. I keep hearing myself. Okay. <laughs> I don't like that. Okay. No problem. I'll be right back. Okay. So does anybody else have any questions for me about Hillview or anything I can tell you? So what, uh, what paranormal group do you have there tonight? We are at, this is actually a public investigation. Oh, Okay. So we have, you know, off-duty staff members here investigating. We have a bunch of people, you know, just from the public who paid to come up and investigate. And we're, this is our, we're calling it our Save the Roof fundraiser because unfortunately the winter was hard on our roof. And we took a lot of water and mold damage. So all of the funds raised from this weekend's investigations are going to fix our roof. Wow, okay. So, yeah, so it's, it's, it's really fun. We do a lot of these, you know, we do a lot of, public investigations, people do privates, we do all kinds of special events. We just love, love having stuff here. It's you a guys have a lot of cool stuff. Thank you, yeah. We do, we have a lot of really exciting stuff coming up this year. It's gonna be a great year for us, we hope, <laughs> so. And I can tell people about that stuff, but what's been going on tonight? Um, well, like I said, we are up here on um, the second floor. And we've had a lot of activity. We've had shadow activity coming in and out of the rooms. Um, we've been, there's the spirit of an older Italian woman, and normally in the basement, her name is Isabella. We found out the reason she's in the basement is her recliner is down there. I saw the recliners down there. Yes, one of those is hers, one of the staff members. And the staff members, when they were here, brought us up and showed her which room is hers. So we will occasionally come up to her room. And every time we start, we're like, hey, Isabella, are you in your room? And we'll get something like, damn it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And they're literally, I mean, she said that to us earlier. We're like, are you going to talk to us? No, get out. It's hysterically funny. um, But we were down in one north and we were trying to talk to Bill Boots. And Bill was in a little bit of a mood and told us he didn't feel like talking and for us to leave and to try again later. Is Bill the one across from the nurse's station on one north? Yes, he is. Okay. So, yeah, he was in a little bit of a mood tonight, but so we'll see if he's all right. That's right. I said, you know, sometimes I'm not in the mood to talk. So, you know, they're allowed to have their moods too. Yeah. But, um, yeah. What's the room room downstairs? I think it was in the basement. Hey, Melissa, this is Scott. I was there in, um, back in September, I was there for the night. Oh, sure. Hey, Scott, um, how you doing? Good, good. How about yourself? Very good. Uh, Thank you. 
what an amazing, amazing location. But I was downstairs. I think it was in the basement. I think it almost looked like a, like a, a kitchen area or something. Okay. But there was just a, a nasty feeling down there. Do you remember that, Chris? That was upstairs, like the uh, the old kitchen with near the piano. Yes, right. But yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, when you walk out of that room, there's the old piano right there. Yep, that's upstairs. That's not in the basement. Yes, she is correct. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, the the uh, that kitchen area. There is a very very intense. Mm -hmm. uh, whatever uh, feeling in that area. I, I really didn't even like being in there. Yeah, we get that a lot. People people ask us, oh, do you get a lot of activity back there? We're like, no, because people tend to not stay very long back there. Right. I had yeah. to get out. He had to get out. And I never see him do that. Right, right. But yeah, people go back there and I'm like, oh, did you get anything good? They're like, mm, nothing but a bad feeling. So I just left. I'm like, all right, then that's, that's the smart thing to do. And you don't know why that happens? No, no we have no records back there we've gone back there and tried to communicate and whatever's back there isn't talking so now um we will occasionally go like directly below that is a hallway down to eli's boiler room and we will sometimes get something down there that's a little unfriendly but eli seems to manage to chase it out pretty quickly so we don't know whether it's sitting up on that second floor pouting or what but i don't know but it's one of the most intense places i've ever walk through okay in, in all honesty and that was before i even really got started investigating it still stands out okay yeah we will well then i guess maybe we'll have to go check that out later tonight so it, it was bad i didn't like it yeah well and you like somebody said in the in the chat you always listen to your gut tells you to leave you leave i did i walked a little faster <laughs> i've been known to do that myself yes <laughs> yes so yeah, so like I said, it's 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 gearing up to be a really super active night. That's so cool. Well, please check in with us throughout the night. Let us know if anything really cool happens. I will absolutely do that. Thank you guys so much for for having me on, and I look forward to calling back in and talking to you again. Awesome. Yeah, you Thank soon. you. Thank you. Take bye bye. Care. Bye bye. Oh, that's cool. That place that is very cool. cool. And good yeah. cool there. They have that's the best part. I've been there a long people time ago. People running it, and it's a great location. Yeah, I was there a long, long time ago. Actually, I was there when Ghost Adventures um, was there, when Gary and Candy and them were running Hillview. <clears throat> well, just for anybody listening, uh, I know Carol mentioned she really would like to go there. Uh, their website's hauntedhillviewmanor.com. Um, they're active on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Um, if you go to the website, you can see all the events they have coming up. You can book private investigations. You can join in a public investigation where they really do give you like the run of the place after they give you a tour that you can explore and investigate on your own and kind of get off in a quiet area if you want to. So if you don't want to afford like a full investigation of your own privately, you can join in on one of those. They have events. It's all there on their website. So um, for Carol or anybody else that wants to check it out, please do on Facebook. At least once a week, they run live investigations. You can watch them actually investigating at Hillview and get kind of get to know the different areas and the spirits in that place. So might as well check that out too. 
Uh, they what. have psychic fairs. They have a hill con. They have uh, special guests that come in. They have all kinds of stuff. They're into everything. Yeah, I tell you what, Hill uh, Newcastle has a lot of old old buildings there, man. I have a case in Newcastle, and uh, oh my god, that place is freaking old, man. And it's it's part of the mob. You know, it's got a lot of mob history in it too, with the mafia. Uh, I'm not familiar with the mafia history. The yeah, area. there's yeah, there's a mafia mafia history of uh, in Newcastle. We dug that up when uh, I did an episode on Ghost Nation. Uh, Jason and wound up digging up a bunch of stuff about that. Uh, they had a they had a swamp there. It was called Murder Swamp, and uh, the mafia yeah, used to do it. yeah the mafia used to throw the, the their bodies their victims in that swamp. Hmm. And that, yeah, I wonder how had, close that would be to Hillview. Some of those documented mafia situations it's not the far. land that they're on it's not far i know they did like a lot of bootleg liquor and stuff back in the day there and they had uh like gambling things like that hmm. pretty interesting little old town i mean you know the mob was involved with in pittsburgh and stuff like that so the mob had a heavy presence in pittsburgh as well and pittsburgh is only 40 minutes from yeah, newcastle sure. so you know like they used ghetto. to dump bodies in the desert outside Las Vegas. That's Newcastle and Pittsburgh. There's a lot of holes in the desert. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of holes in Newcastle in the swamp. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's actually where they, when they they did a, the case that I'm doing, they were actually hearing a a little girl crying and hearing a, seeing a woman, you know, with no face and all this stuff. And uh, upon research, you know. When we did the case for Ghost Nation, uh, there was a mother and a daughter murdered by a cult that had came through Newcastle, and they found their bodies not far from that house. Probably, I think, what did Steve say? I think Steve said that they were just like a couple blocks away where they found their bodies. And uh, could it have happened in that house? It's possible. You know what I mean? They could have maybe murdered them in that house and then you know, dump the bodies down the street or whatever, you know what I mean? But it's kind of a coincidence we're hearing a little kid crying in the house and, you know, they're seeing a woman, you know, and I'm getting EVP saying I want my baby and the, yeah, it's a it's weird. Really weird case. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, it's a really weird case. Okay. And how far from the house were the uh the bodies found? Literally like two blocks away. Yeah, they found them like two blocks away. It's weird. It's weird, man. It's it's a weird case. And I think it all started uh, the mother, which is uh, Julie. Uh, you know, she has had paranormal experiences her whole life. Ever since she was, uh, she lived out in I think she said Arizona. And okay, her and her uncle used to relic hunt, and they came upon this Indian burial ground, and they dug up stuff at an Indian burial ground and took it. And yeah, ever since she, yeah, ever since she took that stuff, she's had paranormal experiences happen her entire life since then, since that moment. So that's you know that's, that's basically how uh, supposedly how the Bell Witch, which is the oldest um, haunting case in America, um, yeah, the first documented case is the Bell Witch. Was that's in Tennessee, uh, the, right? Was yeah, Tennessee? yeah, but yeah. one one of the children in in the cave found a skeleton of. Uh, I think it was like an Indian child or something, and they took the skull. 
And after that, it wasn't long after that that the activity started happening. Yeah, not good. So yeah, even even going to like even in Arizona, going to like the petrified forest. You know, they tell you don't take anything from the petrified forest. Don't take a little piece of you know petrified wood and put it in your pocket. Uh, people do, and then when you go to like the visitor center. There's a whole area of little pieces of rocks that people sent back with letters uh, asking to put the put the rock back out, you know, in the area where it was taken from. Now, what would it be like to to run one of those visitor centers or have to work it, close it up late at night if that's the case? Like one oh, person okay. takes one artifact and gets haunted their whole life. What's it like working in a visitor center full of them? Right, right, or a museum, well, or anything, you know. There you go. What's it like working in the uh, the museum in Key West with the, uh, with the oh, Robert, with yeah. the Robert Dom? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it'd be a constant investigation. I'd be there. All but night. even here in Harrisburg, you know, our museum is full of Native American artifacts. Right. You know, I'd love to hear stories from people that work there. Like, what happens? There has to be stuff happening. Yeah. I mean, I I worked with a guy. Uh, he was telling me when he was, he said he was probably around eighteen. He said he was in the woods behind his grandmother's house, and he said he just he heard something in the woods, and he turned around, and there was a there was a Native American standing there with like a full headrest on, uh, like with war paint on, all the stuff. He said he was just standing there looking at him, and he said he he, he kind of shuffled sideways behind this tree, and he's. He just disappeared. He said. He, he said he went up to the tree and and it was he was gone. He said, but dude, he looked as real as me and you. He said he was standing there looking at me like he didn't like I wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah, that was, that was, I found it interesting because when he told me that, I was like, yeah, right. And I didn't tell him I was into the paranormal stuff or anything like that. And he goes, yeah, dude. He said it happened to me like a couple of months back. He said it was it was really weird, man. He said I was just scouting out some areas to go hunting in, and. Uh, was behind my grandmother's she had a lot of property that's what he said and let me tell you something i my dog's barking i have him out hey 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 one of the things that i keep in my paranormal kit is a peace offering for native americans a little tobacco offering wrapped up kind of took the really? time to educate myself on how you would ask for a favor from you know a, a chief or native american tribe elder to be respectful because there's so many people that go and mess with the paranormal that encounter native American stuff on a regular basis. And they have zero idea as, you know, a, a settler on their land, how to respect their culture and their ways and ask their permission. So I always, I always have that with me just in case I come across somebody and I would like to just have them allow me to be there or even maybe talk if they want to talk it, there's rules that you have to respect. You don't just come in there and demand they they tell you what you want to know because they, they don't have to listen to you. In fact, they're probably mad that you're even there considering yeah. the history. Yeah, we're just not their favorite people. Yeah, Native Americans are really grounded to the earth. Like everything they do is is based around nature and the earth. And they're, they're really grounded people, you know? Yeah, um, Carol had a question. How do you show them that you have respect for them as a white person? And it's not even as a white person. We might have like a little harder time earning their respect, but anybody who would go from what I was reading, I'm not an expert, but anybody who would go to 
a tribe leader and ask for their assistance with anything, whether it even be from another tribe or clan or any situation. If you needed their help, first you would offer them tobacco wrapped up in some kind of fabric and that you would just lay it on the ground and you would ask for what you wanted. And if he or the person who was working on his behalf would pick it up, that meant they accept that, uh, whatever you're asking of them and they will do it, but they never ask for anything in return. So it's kind of up to you if they actually do what you've asked them to do, then to leave them an offering at the end, also fruit, something natural, something grown, something you've made to say thank you. But they'll never ask you for a payment. If they want to do you a favor, they'll do it out of the kindness of their heart. But you show them appreciation by leaving something else behind. But the tobacco part is if they pick it up, they're saying yes. If they don't, which is hard if they're a ghost. If that thing doesn't move you, <laughs> they might not be saying yes. If it does move, they're saying yes. Yes, yeah, so I got a big question for everybody in the chat. Is Has anybody ever played with a Ouija board? I've, I've used Ouija boards. Did it work? I've seen a planchette move on its own. Really? Did you get, yeah. did you, were you able to film it? No, we, this was, this was, I was, when, when that happened, I was probably 15 years old. I was with a couple older people and we were all just playing with Ouija boards. It was nothing to do with paranormal investigating. It was nothing to do with this. It was just, hey, let's play with a Ouija board, you know, when you're 15, 16, 17, 18 years old. Um, and we were all just having fun and things got like a little weird and it was giving us some crazy questions. So we just kind of like put the, the board down and just kind of left the planchette on the board and we all kind of walked away. And we just were kind of like sitting around eating and like there was like a, a, a bang or something and the planchette just moved. Wow. Yeah, I've tried it a couple of times and um, never really had anything happen. I, I only thing that happened was we caught that EVP saying that I'll uh, kill his kids. and But we didn't have anything happen with the Ouija board, but we were messing with the Ouija board when we caught the disembodied voice, which was kind of weird because I'm like, you know, it didn't come through the board, but it came out as a disembodied voice upstairs. You know what I mean? In the cameras. And we caught it on like four different devices. Um, Got somebody calling in. Jillian. Maybe it didn't come in. Okay, come in. Um. But, uh, yeah, you know, it, it was just kind of a weird scenario that, you know, we're playing with the Ouija board and nothing's happening, but we catch a disembodied voice saying, I'll kill his kids. You know, I was just like, well, was, that was kind of weird. And uh, But we didn't have anything happen. Only thing I noticed is that the board is really suggestive. Um, you know, you put your hands on it. It moves fairly easy. Someone could manipulate the board a little bit if you're, you know, wanting to mess around with it. You could do it. Well, of course, you always think the person sitting across from you is moving the moving the planchette. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're gonna really test it, you're gonna have to test it with somebody that's not a prankster and you know is really serious about it. You know, so and that's what I try to do. If somebody's messing around, then I'm gonna get pissed. You know, because I'm like, dude, I'm trying to be serious with it, and this is not a joke. 
And uh, that's when I told the investigator that was with me. I was like, don't play any games because I'm going to get pissed if you're playing a game. And, this, you know what I mean? Like, don't play around. This is nothing to be playing around with. He's like, oh, okay, I understand. I'm like, yeah, don't do it. And uh, he's like, all right. And we, we were on the board for like an hour. Dude. We didn't have anything happen. And there was definitely a, a lot of paranormal activity in the house, but they were using it. And they were experiencing things on the board. It was working for them, for the people that owned the house. But for us, it didn't do anything. But we were hearing things, and things were happening in the house. And uh, it's quite a scary house, actually. Uh, we're going to go. We're going back there. Um, it's not. A, it's not a um, a fun investigation. You know what I mean? It's just. It's a. It's a very serious investigation, but it's not a fun kind of house to go to like it's definitely something there that it's very intelligent and it likes to uh to get you alone and scare you you know so yeah i always tell them when we're there don't be alone never be alone in the house with anything setting cameras up whatever don't be alone you know i want to be alone in the house <laughs> yeah, I, I, i'm telling you man best thing that happened to me it's I'm telling you, Scott, it scared the shit out of me, man. And I don't scare very easy, but this voice sounded like something straight out of the exorcist in my ear, man. I I almost pissed my pants, dude. It was that scary. I was like, right, holy yeah. shit. You know, you're not expecting that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm taking a leak. That's the furthest thing from my mind is something like that's going to happen. And um, the weird well, thing is... What, I hate it when they hot most, bathrooms. And that's when you're most vulnerable. Yeah, and the weird thing was, is like I felt this breeze, like like a wind, that came up behind me, like someone came in the room, but the door never opened. You know what I mean? But this wind kind of like you know how somebody would, would like rush up on you, and it, the wind would follow behind them and come mm -hmm. up on you. That's the way it was. And when I turned around, there was no one there, and the door would never open, and it was just really weird. And I didn't get cold or anything like that, but this voice was so close to my ear, it's like you could feel the breath. You know, it was just the freakiest damn thing I've ever had happened in my life. It scared the shit out of me. I'm not going to lie. Um, I couldn't get out of that bathroom fast enough. I, I, they might they might have seen my junk when I jumped down the steps. I don't know. I was like, getting out, dude. It might have been in my hand. I don't know. I was just, oh. I couldn't get out of there fast enough. You know? So I'm you're like, saying you didn't wash your hands. <laughs> not at that particular time. I did not <laughs> wash my eyes. Was no. <laughs> it might have still been in my hand. Actually, you know I, mean? like, I couldn't. I couldn't get out of there fast enough. I, like I said, my big ass jumped down about seven flights of stairs. Boom! I was like earthquake. You know, I'm like I'm getting the hell out of here, dude. Feet stuck. Found me now, dude. <laughs> yeah. I went by call. I went by call. And Ryan Crawford was where are you going? I was like, went out to make phone call. Phew, I was out the door, dude. I'm <laughs> hearing the noise when Scooby Doo and Shaggy start running. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I was. It had my ass shook up. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, phew, was not expecting that at all. You know, I sat out of my car. My heart was like just racing. And the voice was so creepy and scary sounding, like. I've never had that happen before, and I've never had it happen since. Um, I've never was, really had anything good it was come out of a Ouija board experience. I know, I know, I know this is like the house in general, but you said you mentioned you were using the board earlier yeah, in the night without happened. much luck. Yeah, yeah, nothing happened. But 
I'm thinking it wasn't happy that we were touching it because it said, you know, I'll kill his kids as we're messing with it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, you know, I, you know, I have friends that were, they're, like I said, they're teachers and they were messing with uh, a Ouija board and they said, dude, it works. And they are the most levelless headless people, you know, headless people you're ever going to meet in your life. Like they're teachers, you know what I mean? Like, and it's been used they, for hundreds of years. Yeah, they it's used it, work. and they were like, dude, it works. She said it told us when our son was going to be born. It even told us the time, the day and the time, excuse me, when he was going to be born. I'm like, holy crap. And he goes, yeah, you know, he goes, we were so fascinated with it that we kept using it. And um, my friend Scott, he said, his name's Scott, too. And uh, he's like, I'm telling you, man, he goes, it was really cool. He said, but it started to take a darker turn. It always he said, does. He said, man, he said it was nice. And we were talking to something and it was giving you good answers. But then something darker came into the picture and we were just like, whoa. And it was saying stuff like murder, kill, like this, this really freaky shit. He said, he's like, dude, it, was, it scared us. He said, we, we actually stopped. He's like, dude, we had to stop. He's like, that's it. Whoa, that's it. We're done. Yeah. I mean, said, there's these, patterns that they say that you'll see happen on the Ouija board that you know you're contacting something not so great like it'll do a figure eight pattern over and over and I've had that happen so many times to the point I got rid of my board because that's all I got anymore was figure eights figure eights figure eights or it'll go yes no yes no or hello goodbye hello goodbye or repeat two letters back and forth back and forth and it's it's annoying if you're trying to get information but I mean, I, I really have like a strong theory because I used Ouija boards a lot when I was young and dumb. And I really feel like there's just negative stuff waiting on the other side of that specific way of communicating because they are aware that there's a lot of inexperienced people and kids that use it that are easy to manipulate versus some of the other gear that we use on a regular basis. It's just like if you if they're laying in wait, and I feel like there are more chances of coming across something negative using a Ouija board than other things. And they're tricky. They're manipulative. They may seem like they're grandma, but they're not sometimes. Just yeah, I mean, that's... You never yeah. know what you're really communicating with with that. It's almost the same with EVP sessions as well. You, you know, you think you're talking to something, but, you know, something that's nice, but do we really know it's nice? No. You never you know really mean? know. You don't. And, and and to be honest, the EVP session isn't much more different than a Ouija board, except you're using an inanimate object with the Ouija board. You're using a, a physical object. But you're still, you know, EVPs, you're still opening up a line of communication with, with you. You are. And whatever's in the location. So it's not much of a difference, except you're using a board. EVP sessions, you're asking questions and you're waiting for the response but the board is you know an inanimate object that you're using but it's still a line of communication you're opening yourself up for and, and you got to be careful because these like things are out there your human hands on a ouija board with other people so there's a connection of your energy you're creating a circle almost like a seance situation versus using a spirit box where it's usually one person holding the box and the people that are using the Ouija board are usually very focused and putting everybody into that, that state of mind where they're trying to reach out and communicate with something. I think there's like an energy vortex that that creates. 
as opposed to some of the other methods that we use and the equipment that we use. Plus, it's a lot cheaper and easier for inexperienced people to get a hold of. But as time goes on, I wonder how many people with these spirit boxes being readily available now, how is that going to change over time and become like a Ouija board situation where they're waiting on the other side, knowing that there's a lot of inexperienced people that are picking them up and using them. Yeah. You can get one on Amazon in two days, you know? A digital voice recorder too. Like I've noticed stuff about a digital voice recorder when you're doing EVP sessions. And I've had this happen well over 15 years with a digital voice recorder in a haunted location. When you're using a digital voice recorder, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, Scott, if you use a digital voice recorder, but in some locations you'll get these really hard ticks in the recorder. It'll go like a static pop. I've heard, I have heard that before. And man, you can feel it in the recorder and there's no reason why it does it, but it only does it it in haunted locations. I we captured got that it static on video one time. Twice at Franklin House, it did it, um, and it's done it a lot of times to me over the years. It's really loud. It'll scare the shit out of you when you're doing your EVP sessions if you're plugged in because it's really loud. Yeah. You're like, whoa! You know, you're like, whoa! That scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's really, and you can feel it in the recorder. You'll feel it like this, and you the recorder really picks it up really loud. It's it's definitely paranormal, without a doubt. Well, look Without at the energy doubt. that shot into Sarge's uh, REM pod. Yeah. yeah, I made that REM pod. And knocked it over. Yeah, if I it had that. that kind of energy, what would it do to a recorder as you're holding it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I made that REM pod for him. Mm. Yep. I made I made another one, too. I made what you know what I think was really good about that REM pod I made? I made these antennas really long. I bought these really long antennas. Those things are like three foot tall. And he had it, he had it out pretty far. And um, I made another one. I call it the field goal. It looks like a field goal. It's a box. It's got two. <laughs> it has two antennas on it that comes up. And that thing, man, it is really sensitive. You go around it within three feet, it goes off. And uh, I was really shocked that he got a hit on that 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 REM pod because it left a residual energy streak afterwards. You know, and I'm just like, wow, that's that's pretty cool, man. I've never seen that before yeah that was some really that was a really cool capture yes i've never seen it leave a residual kind of um energy hit like, almost like a like lightning when it hits a, a tree mm-hmm. that's exactly what it looked like like it left this residual light for a brief yeah. you know three four five seconds afterwards you know i'm like that's pretty goddamn cool man i've never seen that before never saw anything like that yeah I've never seen anything like that before i was like wow yeah, that's that was totally cool. impressive. It was like their first investigation out, and it's like, damn, you guys are good. How'd you get that already? <laughs> yeah, I said, I told him, I said, I said, son of a bitch, I know I shouldn't have gave you that REM pod. <laughs> <laughs> Beginner's luck, like times a hundred, right? Yeah, I was like, but they do damn. get good evidence. They do. Yeah, they're yeah. they're really good. I was like, damn it, I knew I shouldn't have gave you that REM pod. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'll tell you what, dude, I. I I first started talking to Sarge. He's the one that got me back into paranormal investigating actually, because I was pretty much done. I had just got a random kind of like email from him. And uh, I was like, yeah, man, here comes another one, you know. I used to get, <laughs> you know what I mean, I would get a ton of emails from people, and I'm just like, man, here's another one, dude. And I'm like, yeah, should I respond to it? And I, I let it sit for a couple of days, and then I was like, 
don't know, this guy seems nice. I'll respond to him. So I responded to him. And then, you know, we started corresponding back back and forth with each other and kicked it off real good. And uh, he's like, I need you to show me how to do this paranormal stuff, man. I was like, dude, I'll show you, man. Like, I said, try to stay away from the TV bullshit because that's TV, you know. I said, that's totally TV. So he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll try to stay away from the TV stuff, man. But he's he's doing he's doing really good, really good. Yes. So it's hard when somebody reaches out to you to really know if you can trust them after the way this field is. That's for sure. But you got lucky oh, yeah. with that one. He takes yeah. it pretty seriously. And I had told him, I was like, look, you got to take all this stuff with uh, you know these a lot of these paranormal people out here with a grain of salt, man, because there's a lot of wacky ass people in the paranormal field and the paranormal community is, is vicious, man. It really is. It's, it's vicious. And he's, um, he's built well for it though, coming out of politics. Cause that's just as vicious, if not worse. Yeah. He's like, he said, I don't know, man. I think the paranormal stuff is more cut there than the politicians. I'll say, I don't know. It's pretty up there, but you know, I'm just like, wow, man. I said, I just I said, look, Watch who you friend in this stuff because, dude, you know, they're your friend one minute and the next minute, dude, they're freaking stabbing you in your back like Julius Caesar, dude. Trust me. Mm -hmm. I said, I said, why do you think it took me so long to respond back to you? Because I didn't mess with a whole lot of people in the paranormal community. I had been there already and experienced a whole lot of, of junk, you know, with people. And I'm just like, man, I don't have time for them. I'm going to do my thing. Do my investigations, <laughs> you know, I'm going to do what the hell I do. I'm not going to worry about these other freaking paranormal goofs out here because they're really not out to find an answer. They're just out here to try to get a TV show. You know what I mean? And you're not going to get a TV show. So get your head out of your ass and go, you know, fight the powers of the devil somewhere else because it's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> it's That's not going to work. though. Like, you, they get, like their evidence on TV or an episode of TV, it's not the same as being like lead investigator that appears on every episode of a series. You're not that famous. <laughs> you were on TV. No. You're totally forgettable just like everybody else. Hell yeah. If you had 15 minutes or even 40 minutes of fame, it just doesn't, it's not the same. You're not in the group. You're not a celebrity all of a sudden. No. And you know, if you're not in that little circle of friends with them and you know, just, you're, you're good as what you can give them. You know what I mean? That's it. Mm -hmm. Okay, guys, a location. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me try to contact them again. Now, yeah, burp, email changed, burp, number changed. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, well, that sucks a little bit, but, you know, oh, well, it is what it is. I do my thing. Like I said, I've done paranormal investigations for 20 years, more than 20 years, and doing the residentials are just what I do. That's what I like doing. I like helping people. Try to help them as best I can. Uh, right. You know, I can't. I can't give them the answers that they want, and I let them know that from the beginning. I'm like, look, I can't get rid of these things. Uh, I can look into it and give you an answer to, hey, you are experiencing a phenomenon. This is what we call. It. I mean, I can. You're not crazy. Yeah, you're not crazy. You are experiencing these these events, and we we captured it. And but can we get rid of it? Absolutely not. Um, some people say they can get rid of them, but you know, I've been in a lot of cases, I've been a part of a lot of blessings, and I've never seen none of them go away. In fact, they either came back more 
more intense. They might have stopped, you know, with frequency, you know, the frequency of it over time. It might have lessened, but sometimes it comes back even more intense. And, you know, it, it just, it runs them out. Yeah, I really feel like the one thing that we can say we know about the paranormal, or at least I'm totally convinced of, is that it's energy-based. Oh, definitely. And like all the times that we're on investigations, it's really easy to see the activity go crazy. And then there's like a whole period of basically recharging and building up energy to have like another session of activity. It comes and goes. Uh, so Absolutely. I feel like it's energy. Yeah. yeah, it's like energy based. And it's the same if you do a house cleansing. You may zap a lot of energy out of them for a period of time. But then this is going to come back. You know? Yeah. Possibly. Unless yeah, you're like really the, good at cleansing houses and know the yeah. secrets and tricks. Like I said, I've, I've only been a part of one. I've, I've been a part of a lot of blessings, but only been a part of one that really was really special that I thought this is going to, it's going to end this. You know what I mean? Like this is going to end tonight with this. And it did yeah. for a year. And then it came back. And then it came back within a year, but then it came back worse. And mm -hmm. uh, I was really surprised because I mean, they were Catholic. We did communion in the house with the whole congregation of the church i mean the whole church took communion in the house including myself oh, wow. the church it, it was freaking amazing it was the most it was one of the most proud moments of being a catholic to me it was just that special it gives me goosebumps just talking about it um everybody you know the father did communion we did communion in the house and we drank from the wine. we drank the cup from the wine you know the wine from the cup and took the bread and yeah it was it was just amazing. We did the Eucharist in the house and it was amazing. And, you know, it felt, I can actually say when people say the house felt lighter, it felt better. Yeah. I don't know if it was just me in this special kind of moment, but it felt better. And, uh, and I hate saying that, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not but like, there is something to it that a lot yeah. of people have experienced that, that feeling of everything lifting. But was, again, uh, that's like an interesting point. You know, I don't, I think a lot of people think that if you do a house cleansing, you can just be done. But I think it's more of a maintenance situation. Yeah. I mean, and you really got to be into your faith. Um, and whatever that is. Yeah. I mean, you really have to believe in your faith. I think for it to really work. And they, they really did believe in their faith, but it came back and it was, and I don't think it was, I don't think it was so much the house but it was based around the wife it was another one of these cases where it's not the location it's a person mm -hmm. you know and she had these she she could basically look into the future um describe events that were going to happen and then they came true like yeah premonitions yeah uh -huh. she told her she told her husband that a plane she seen a plane crashing and then on the news, like three days later, a plane crashed. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, this kind of stuff. And I think a lot of the activity was based around her. So it didn't really matter how many blessings we did in the house. There was still going to be activity wherever. And they still experience it wherever they go. It's not like it was based in that house. It was, it's with her mm -hmm. without a doubt. It's, it's crazy. And it's hard to tell if she's causing the activity or if things are visiting her because she can interact with it. 
Yeah, I just remember the husband saying he had woke up at like two o'clock in the morning one time and uh there was this figure standing over his wife with this sunken in face. He said it was really horrifying looking face. Um he said I I, I could almost just describe it maybe saying it was a demon. He said it was just the face was sunken, it was just this horrible looking face and it was all black. It had like a hood on. He said it was just creepy. And it was like standing over his uh, his wife. It's just why she's laying in bed. It's this creepy ass looking mm-hmm. hooded it's figure. Good, with it's a good time to scare face. the crap out of people and suck their energy when they're yeah. sleeping. <laughs> and they were the nicest family. They they, they were so nice and uh, always their hospitality was always incredible. And I still talk to them uh, to this day. I still talk to them. And that happened, man, fifteen years ago. It was probably at least fifteen years ago. It happened. And um, I, it, it was just one of those cases. And, it, and that's the one I, I think I might have told you where I, I, I went in the house. The front door opened up on its own. We had a cup moved. They said these cups moved on the sink. So we, we arranged these cups up the way they set them up. And they said this one cup always moves. So, and I did capture that on, on film. Uh, but the funny thing As is, I moved it, my cup. It moved. <laughs> that was weird. The cup, the cup moves, but it just looks like it falls off. But then we set it back up, and I'm jumping around. I'm trying to do things to make it fall back over, and it never falls back over. And I'm like, I can't recreate how that happened. Like I can't. Re- I'm trying to recreate why that cup fell over, and it it wouldn't fall over. I don't care how much my fat ass was jumping around. It didn't move. You know, I'm like, it's not moving. It's definitely not moving. We and, had things uh, like that at Pete's with uh, leaving drinks out on the bar. They would move, leaving pennies, like coins and things on the counter. They would move. Where was oh, that at? At Pete's, the restaurant I used to work at that was haunted. Okay. Used to oh, be. Yeah. Uh, you know what? It was built it, on Indian land, and then it was a funeral home, and then it became a bar. It has some energy, <laughs> but John's familiar with it. That's the first time I ever talked to him, I guess, was I reached out to him when I worked there about yeah, some of the activity sh- in that place. That was a long time ago. Yeah, that was 20 yeah. years ago. Yeah, that was a long time ago. God, I'm old. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, Jesus, place that was 20 years ago. <laughs> it was forever ago. Yeah, I remember that. That was a long time ago because you were asking me, like, did I reach out to you? I was like, yeah, you sure did. It was around the time that we did like the Frankenburger. It was around that time, actually. Um, and again, that's what we were hanging out across the street from the Frankenburger. <laughs> that's crazy. Outside the world's a small place. It really is. Central Pennsylvania certainly is <laughs> a small place. But you're here long enough, you end up knowing everybody through somebody else at least. You know what's crazy is that you know, when you're doing this paranormal thing, it's like when you meet certain people, it's like you are meant to meet these people, these certain individuals, you know, that they're going to be the kind of people that you're going to know in this thing for like a long time and you're going to be friends with. And then there's some people you meet that's kind of like a magnet, the you know, opposite attract magnet, you know, like, it's, you know what I mean? It's kind of like you're meant to meet each other for some yeah. weird reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think even 20 years ago, us having that brief contact probably set us up for where we are today. And that's that just goes to show like how time isn't exactly linear and that there's yeah. a plan. 
because we you might not have even paid me the slightest damn bit of attention if we hadn't already spoken back then because you know we're all a little freaked out about meeting new people in this field and how it could go oh yeah yeah. (laughs) you know you might not have answered (laughs) me or paid any attention to us so yeah it just things work out the way they are because sometimes you are meant to meet people yeah, I remember you sending me that message. I'm like, oh, yeah, holy shit. I remember that was a long time ago. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, holy I shit. I thought that was you. <laughs> and there was two other people or one other person I talked to from the area also. And she ended up doing, I think, meetings. Uh, like they would have like monthly meetings for whatever group they were in involved with the paranormal. And they would hold them there at Pete's. Um, I forget if they were investigators or... I forget what they were into, but yeah, they would, they would have their monthly meetings there. And I don't know if they investigated or what, but I remember the owner at the time, my boss was interested in exploring some of the activity a little bit more. God love her. Her, her office was in the basement. Oh man. (laughs) And she would work down there alone all the time, just alone in the basement. That was the creepiest part of that place. I don't know how she did it, but I mean, I'd go in and she'd always have like solitaire up on the computer and just be like hanging out down there. Like, She's like oblivious freaked? to it. Everybody <laughs> else was afraid to go down and change the kegs in the, you know, the refrigerator in the basement, the walk-in fridge. Yeah. And she just like lived down there. I don't know how she did it. <laughs> She's just oblivious to it and used to it, you know. But that's like one of the Ouija board stories. She said, you know, can you and your friend, my best friend worked there too. And she was like, can you guys come in and we'll do something, you know, try and contact the spirits. I said, yeah, bring the board. And we sat down and did a Ouija board session. And we asked if they would come, you know, communicate with us or let us know they were there. And that little bell, the order up bell in the kitchen just said, ding. And we're like, really? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> like it was such that was so perfectly timed nobody else was there we waited till everybody else left and it just said ding like yeah i'm here and i went home that night of course took the board home with me and literally whatever followed me home that night did not get along with the spirits i was already living with and just slams and bangs and all kinds that's when i finally i think threw that board out and got rid of it Cause I was like, this is enough. I'm not doing that anymore. I can't, I already live with spirits and it's already hard enough to sleep, let alone now we've got like angry ones that are following me home and interacting with each other and raising hell. I can't sleep. I'm done. Done with the Ouija. <laughs> growing up in my head, growing up in the, in the house that I told you about where I had that activity where almost like um, poltergeist activity where we were sitting at the dinner room table or the, the kitchen table and the, the uh, cabinets would open up and the dishes would come out. Um, my mom, growing up, never ever she saw a Ouija board in the house. She she'd kick it. She'd kick me out of the house with the Ouija board. Was never allowed to have a Ouija board, and I used to sneak it in under my jean jacket up my back, and I <laughs> you know, you know, <laughs> and I could sneak it in that way. Uh, but anytime my mom saw me or caught me with a Ouija board or caught us playing with a Ouija board, it, it, she, she'd kick us out of the house. Never never liked it, never wanted it around. Um, yeah, my mom definitely believes in those. See yeah, some my crazy mother, things with those. Yeah, my mother um, told me about Ouija boards too. She always told me not to mess with them. Um, when, when she was a, a... I think she was probably around 12 or 13. Her friend... 
we all grew up in, you know, I grew up in the same neighborhood as my mother. You know, we lived in the inner city, Baltimore, and there were row houses, and they're, they're really old. But this one house that my friend lived in, that my mother's friend lived in, and actually I knew the daughter. The daughter lived there. You know, I was friends with her daughter, and, you know, they all said that this house was haunted. My mother and her mother were playing with a Ouija board in the house, and the Ouija board spelled burn me. And uh, the grandmother had seen it and said, take that, take it outside and burn it. And they took it outside and burned it. <laughs> she said, but when they burned it, it made this weird, really weird flame looking color, like uh, green. Or... It does because of the coating on the board. Though. Yeah, she said, but it was really weird. But she said, yeah, it's it spelled burn me. And uh, they took it outside and burned it. But the house is that they were doing it and it was really haunted. They had brought in a medium and a medium said that the, uh, the place is haunted by uh, several spirits. My mother's even had a, you know, had, had had things happen in the house herself. And uh, she said it would like tuck your feet in. Like there was one spirit there that was like really nice, kind of like an old lady that would like, you would wake up in the morning and you would be tucked in like all the way around. Like someone had tucked you in with the blanket like all the way around your feet <laughs> and like, just tucked you in like a mummy you know what i mean it's a different type of sleep paralysis <laughs> yeah she said you would wake up and you would be like your arms would be down and you'd be like tucked in like a mummy she said it was like totally weird she said it happened like more than one time and then my mother just said i couldn't take it i wouldn't go over there anymore she said i wouldn't go in but uh then the, the medium had said that there was something not nice there there was some kind of evil spirit there or something that I don't know. I've, I went in there a couple of times as a kid. I never had anything happen, but it did give you a kind of a creepy feeling when you went in there. I don't know if it's because I knew the stories of it, but when I was a kid, paranormal things were like taboo, man. You didn't talk about it. Yeah, Families yeah. didn't talk about it. It was like hush, hush. There was something paranormal going on in your house. We had to go to the library to research yeah. this crap. Yeah, you didn't. Oh, yeah. You didn't hear anything about it. You know what I mean? It's, it's great now that it's out in the forefront and we're able to, able to sit here and talk about it because when I was a kid, you couldn't talk about it. The stuff was like, no, you don't talk about it. You don't, don't even think about it, you know? So it's cool now that we're at a point in history where we can talk about the stuff and we're all, we're out here doing it and, and looking for the stuff, you know? And so, honestly, we can credit that too. You know, the TV shows. That's that's one thing that you can give them absolute credit for is mainstreaming this to the point now it's not so taboo. People aren't quite as crazy that have a little story to tell about it. And for like people like my daughter with abilities, when I was growing up, I said stuff that I didn't mean to say. Coming out, I didn't know it was weird. And people's reactions taught me it was weird. Cassie gets very different reactions when she tells story. People are like, wait, what? I want to hear more. When I was a kid, they're like, okay, we're just not going to pretend like we heard that and we're going to leave. It's just very different reactions now. So I think TV with the paranormal state, ghost hunters, uh, most haunted, all coming around at the same time, just let people be a little more open-minded about this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just like, you know, the Warrens come out with their their movies, these country movies, but really they brought the paranormal to light back then. Way back then, they they were bringing it to light, you know, and, and along with like people like Dr. Barry Taff and these people were all interested in the paranormal stuff 50 years ago. You know what I mean? Like 
I wasn't even around 50 years ago. So, I mean, I was around, but I was a little kid, you know, but I was a baby. But right, these guys are the forefront of paranormal activity. And like the Warrens, you know, people say they're frauds and, you know, maybe. I don't know. You know what I mean? I never knew the people I know is their caseloads and the things that they've done and experienced. At some point, I'm sure they've came across some really serious paranormal activity. I mean, if investigated some of the best known cases in paranormal history. So yeah. Yeah. You know, they've had to have come across some kind of serious paranormal activity to the extent of what a movie has portrayed it as I would say. That's what I said. Not. Their stuff is so extreme. You know? Yeah. I mean that it almost puts fear into people about the paranormal versus the other shows that came out later, the kind of normalized everyday haunting sort of activity, bangs, knocks, voices, things like that. You know, yeah, like, like I've experienced a ton of stuff paranormal wise, but nothing to the extent that they ever have. You know, what I mean, in 20 years, I would think I was going to come across something that's really out of hand, like things flying across the room. Like some of the stuff you see on like this uh, uh, paranormal show that's on TV, the uh, what is it? The uh, Paranormal Encounters or whatever it is. With Brian Kano and... Um, oh, like caught on camera stuff? Uh, caught on tape, yeah, paranormal. Yeah, color. yeah, like some of the stuff in these these things are like totally extreme. Like you're like, holy shit, I'd love to see something like that, but I have never seen anything where stuff is just like the whole room blowing apart, shit flying around. Mm-hmm. I would love to see it. I have always wanted it. to see poltergeist activity, and I, I really haven't yet, but we heard it. <laughs> that's right, the right. thing. I mean, like we were close. Yeah. We heard all kinds of stuff banging and moving around, but I I want to actually witness something visually more than just audibly at this point too. But that was really cool. Yeah, I mean I've heard things like doors opening up and stuff. Uh, the first case we did with me and Don ever did as you know as Harrisburg Area Paranormal Society was. Dude, the house was amazing. We caught all kinds of shit. You know, I was not expecting it. You know, it was like our first case. Uh, the woman had told me what happened, and I kind of knew the woman. I worked with her, and I said, man, this woman's kind of loopy. You know, I knew her from work. I was like, <laughs> she's kind of freaking weird, dude. But, you know, maybe she did have this stuff happen because they moved out. You know, they, they, they moved out. So she gave me the key. She's like, go ahead you check it out for yourself. And I talked to other people that were in the family and they were experiencing things like they were hearing a woman humming and uh, the, the daughter had seen this guy standing in a room like two in the morning one time. She thought it was her dad. It wasn't her dad. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm getting all these different stories and I'm like, okay, you know, whatever, you know, we'll investigate it. First case as, as, as haps, you know, I'm like, oh, this is cool. We got our first case, and it didn't take long. We think we'd only started it for like a month, well, and we already had Melissa's our first back. Case. Oh, she's back already. Yeah, what time are we at on the podcast? We don't want to cut her off. Uh, we got uh, about 20 minutes. Okay, yep, we'll call her in. Oh, she's already called. She should be. There she is. There she Here is. I am. <laughs> All right. What happened? Hey. Oh, excuse me. Whoops. So, yeah, it's been a little crazy in here tonight. <laughs> Sweet. We'd like yeah, to hear um, that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we had a group up in the um, Snyder's apartment, and they had an EM pump going because the activity wasn't really going. And then all of a sudden, 
it just like the activity took off. They said um, a door slammed behind them. Um, they had all kinds of um, like the EMF detectors were going off like crazy. They said it was it was wild up there. So now how would an EM pump affect an EMF detector? Wouldn't well, it just make just, it go off? Yeah, they set the EM pump in there and let it run and like didn't go in. And then they let it run for like 10 minutes and then took it out and then went back in later. And they said they waited okay. an additional few minutes before they turned the, e, the like the EMF detectors on. Ooh. So I don't know. Uh, you, I'm not a big fan of EM pumps. They make me feel yucky. Like, you know what I mean? I get real. Yeah, you like, guys had a Jacob's Ladder run in the night we were there. I was like, holy yeah. moly. Yeah, that that's next huge. little toy. I try and stay away from that too. I I always feel like I don't know what you were to use, like staticky when I'm near them. Oh yeah, definitely. So, so yeah. But um so they had that going on and then they went down to the basement. Remember I had mentioned the basement earlier where Isabella's recliner is. Well, there's also the spirit of a little girl down there named Courtney. And she was communicating. Uh they have uh, people have been leaving toys and things for her. And I guess she really started communicating with them. So they said that was pretty exciting. Yeah, the basement's super cool with all the stuff down there from everybody. Yes, yes. In our basement, that is, uh, was patient storage. And when they closed up shop in 2004, they literally just left and left suitcases and boxes filled with patient belongings. Mm -hmm. And people have told our owner, oh, why don't you just get rid of some of that stuff? And she said, no, it was entrusted to the building and I own the building, so... I'm responsible for these people's things. See, that's why you guys are so awesome. You actually really care about the former residents, the spirits that you have, everything. I love it. Well, thank you. Yeah, we really do. And I'm actually standing right now and we're putting together a museum. I don't think it was open the last time you were here, Chris. I don't think and so. No, we, um, it's a room right off of our lobby. And we found a bunch of pictures of the old residents. We have those on display. We found some artwork that various patients did. Uh, we have is that some the room patients. where we ate when I was there. Like no, this is like if you come out into the main hallway, it it like shares a wall with Eli's hallway. Okay, okay, straight ahead. Um, yeah, actually, it was probably the room where the Jacob's ladder was. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, we have pictures on display of former residents. We have, um, we actually have the original uh, book with the death certificates, including Eli's death certificate. Oh wow. Um, yeah. So, awesome. Yeah. So we have, you know, and we're finding more stuff every day. We have a gentleman who comes a couple times a year. Um, we let him use a metal detector out back because apparently railroad tracks used to run behind the building. And he'll go back there and whatever he finds, he gives to us. And we have that on display. Uh, we found some old ammunition cases from our bunker out back. Uh, they generally used it for food storage, but during World War II, the local National Guard used it for ammunition storage. You have a cemetery there too, right? Yeah, we do have, um, there's still an existing cemetery. It's technically not on our land. It's on um, the county property. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we do still have an existing cemetery. But the county cemetery at one point was the entire backfield behind the building. Well, I have to, I have to send you a picture that uh, once I can find it. I looked on Google Maps once, kind of looking around Hillview. Mm -hmm. There were oh, some yeah. people standing in that field. And I don't know if they were real people or if they're ghost people. I don't oh. know if that's still the current view on Google Maps. Okay, there, I will have to but check. But it was interesting. Okay, excellent, excellent. That's, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and then out back actually now um, in the fall, we have two like outbuildings, like garages, and we run a 
haunted attraction during Halloween. So, oh, Scare Manor. Yes, Scare Manor. And boy, let me tell you, did that kick up the activity out there? Did it? Oh my gosh, yes. They said they'll be back there working. I was just talking to Sue and Ken about it. And they'll hear somebody knocking on the front door and there's nobody there. They'll check the cameras. There was nobody there. Uh, they've caught things moving on their own. They have a picture that they were taking out there. She was just randomly taking pictures and there's a face that manifested that is that the balloon there. one? Is that that's yes, one it's of the, the balloon best one. photos I've ever seen? Oh, that's a great, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, that is probably one of the yeah. most amazing shots I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And I'm not a big fan of just photo evidence, but that one's undeniable. Exactly. Exactly. I always, you know, I'm I'm so hard on photographs because it's so easy to, did you move the wrong way? Is it lens flare? Is it a blur? Did something move through the, the you know, the flash before mm-hmm. you saw it kind of thing? But yeah, that one, like you said, is undeniable. Well, and another thing was when there was a live happening that one night and I happened to see something manifest in your parking lot. Oh, yes. Do you remember that? I do That's another that. one of those. Now, I can't take credit for that. They were there doing the live and filming it. I just saw it. But that was one of the coolest things I've ever seen, too. Yeah, that was, again, unbelievable. I can't Full-bodied believe. Full-bodied apparition manifesting walking across the parking lot out of thin yep. air. Did you ever see the one where um, it was during a live in Jeffrey's hallway and it looks like a child skipping across the hall? I think I did. Yeah, we have that on video. That's another piece that, I mean, you could actually see the motion of the feet skipping. I think I did see that. That, yeah, that. You guys have one heck of a location out there. I mean, I can see why you spend so much time there. It's just, yeah, yeah there's it's, so much going on. Yeah, there's stuff constantly going on. We, you know, we just love the building. We love the spirit so much. We do everything we can to try to preserve as much as we can. And that's the thing. You guys aren't there to just make a ton of money and to make a profit. You throw all your money back into the building and try to preserve it. And you guys have a bunch of volunteers. You guys aren't paid very much, if at all, I don't think. No, we have because you love it. Yes, absolutely. We just, yeah, I mean, for this weekend, none of our staff are taking any pay for all of these because we want what would normally be our pay to go back to the building. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That's great. Yeah, it's a labor of love for us. We just love it. And I hope you guys are there forever. Thank you. Us too. (laughs) It's awesome. Yeah, like I said, it, it's it's been a pretty good night so far. And, you know, we're just getting warmed up. We've got the whole rest of the night to investigate. So <laughs> if I could drive that fast, I'd be there. Oh, you yeah, have to come do. back. I was going to say you and Cassidy have to back. come back and see us. Well, honestly, we what we were out there at the end of 2019 and then COVID hit, and we that, haven't really been anywhere, not that much uh, anyway. So we're coming back. When excellent. We get out. That's what we want to hear. And we'd love to have your um, podcast visit us sometime. Ooh, yes, oh, yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. We would love it. We have a couple of big conventions coming up this summer. We'd love to have you guys here anytime we could get you. Well, okay, well, I'll just call you all the time. Okay, call me anytime, Chris. You know <laughs> I, actually have a, I actually have a residential case up in Newcastle, so uh, I'll, be, I'll be going back up there soon, so. Oh, well, then you definitely have to get a hold of us. We'd love to have you come up here. Yeah, Yay, definitely. That'd be definitely. awesome. John, are you going to stop at two hours? Are you going to keep going? Should she keep calling back in? or? Uh, probably stop at the two-hour mark um, tonight. But uh, she, I'd love to have Melissa going. back on again and tell us more stuff about Hillview. Yeah, yeah, we definitely do it. It doesn't matter. We can keep going. All right. Well, Melissa, if you see us live and you want to hop back in, hop back in. 
Okay, I will definitely do that. And thank you guys so much for for having us. I'm, I love talking to you guys, and I love talking about this place. Obviously, one thing yeah. they always have me do this stuff because I could talk all night. So, <laughs> awesome. so can we? <laughs> you know, yep. hey, that well, thing you know, but right I appreciate it. So no anyway, all right. Well, thank you guys so much. Like I said, I will pop back in and see if you're still on. But otherwise, thank you so much again for talking about Hillview and helping us share this this building that we love Anytime. so much. We no love problem. you guys. Anytime. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great night, guys. Thank Good you. night. Bye-bye. She's such a nice lady. They all are out there. I'll tell you. Yeah, they're super. They really are. Such a great location. I, I, I can't wait to get back there. Yeah, and they always have something going on worth checking out too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I can't wait to get back out there, and I'm going to stop by there when I go out there and uh, do my residential and see her. Absolutely. Um, yeah, just send them a message because you know they're always in and out doing maintenance and checking the place if it's not an event going on. Just reach out to them see if, if they're around. Oh yeah. I'll definitely do that. I have to get her uh, contact info from you. Yeah. And uh, I'll um, I'll call her when I get up there. Yeah, they're great. I wish you could see that video that I don't I don't think I ever sent that to you. The video of that person manifesting in their parking lot. No. Or it's on their, you know, Haunted Hillview Facebook page, but it's from a good year and a half ago or so. So you'd have to really scroll back through the videos to see it. Um, and it's so, it was happened so fast. The guy just shined the camera out the window and then came back. And it happened just that quick in like three seconds or four seconds. I think that's all the longer it was, but there was enough to see there that it was, it was some of the best evidence I've ever seen. <laughs> that's really cool. That's really cool. And to see it in real time is is even more mind blowing. Well, I didn't even know I saw it. That's how fast it happened. I'm like, I think I saw something. I had to wait till the video ended and go back and look at it. And I, my mind was so blown. I was like, I did see something, and it's crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's crazy. So I sent it over to them, you know, and it passed all the uh, the tests. Because they're, they're picky about their evidence. They love to see evidence that people capture, too. That's another great thing about that place. They really want to see what you get. They love to show it to everybody, and they'll give you credit for the fact that you got it. They're just good people. That It doesn't happen like that everywhere. Um, yeah. But they put, it, they put it to the test. They blew it up as big as they could and really molded over, and it, it turned out it was as cool as it seemed. Not that That's I could. Awesome. I just saw it. Somebody else happened to point the camera in the right direction that night, thankfully. But in the parking lot, it's not even just the building. It's all over that place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of how Landon House was. It was, like, all over the place, man. They had people out there that would, like, plow out the driveway. And the guy that was plowing out the driveway, he was plowing it out when it was snowing. He said he heard, like, somebody moaning from the front porch, and he was like... Well, 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 we stopped the tractor and he's like, somebody's moaning. Yeah, you got <laughs> half a plowed driveway that night. Yeah, yeah <laughs> he didn't do any more. <laughs> he came back the next day and told the owner, he's like, dude, there was somebody like moaning like really loud on the front porch and I left. <laughs> he's like, there was no one there though. But yeah, yeah that that's place, snow. You can uh, see the footsteps coming or going. You, you know for sure nobody's there. 
You know what I seen at my house one time was really weird. It snowed, and uh, I went outside the next day, and there was footprints in the snow, like human footprints in the snow, and it only went up like halfway up my hill, and stopped, and didn't go back, and didn't go forward. But there was footprints in the snow. I'm like, okay, that's re- that's really weird. <laughs> Waking up, my wife, I was like, does that look like footprints to you? She's like, yeah. I'm like. But well, why does it stop halfway up the hill and there's no footprints going forward and there's none going back? She's like, I don't know. And it was only half the hill. Like It was like, you can't see where it started. I mean, you can see where it started, but it didn't continue on either way. You know what I mean? Like It started at one particular point and went halfway up the hill and stopped. And that was it. There was no backwards. There was no forwards. It just stopped. I'm like, okay. Now I'm in the weird moment. <laughs> you know, I'm like, do, 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 do. I'm like, this is really weird shit. You know, I'm like, I'm... really weird. I had a, a friend's house that was haunted. I guess a guy committed suicide in the the field behind the house they lived in. And there's been a lot of stuff that happened there, but the one time it was snowing and like they had a ring, their doorbell ring, and the dog barked and everything, and the mom went to the door to check and nobody was there and if they would have been there there would have been footprints so snow's like kind of helpful sometimes or even if you take like uh baby powder i'll often bring like a black trash bag along and put baby powder on it in a location you can put it where you think somebody might walk by or you can set things on it to see if it'll move sort of thing yeah, there's a, a lot of different locations that that they'll have a board with uh baby powder down on it and then see if anything Anything moves, any footprints or anything like that. They have one in the conjuring house in the birthing room. I don't know if they still do, but they've had one of them in the uh, conjuring house in the birthing room. Hey, guys. uh, Adam's in the chat. My husband. He said that Cassidy said at 1023, she had a few knocks on her door. So that was right before Melissa called in, right? Because you had 20 minutes left, so that would have been like 1040. 1023 what were you even talking about at that point but but yeah cassie's just in her room trying to go to bed and i guess something's knocking on the door i have headphones on i can't hear anything but you guys that's kind of weird yeah and then she did say she saw that little girl again that she saw the one night when we were having the doing the podcast that we assume may be the little girl from that location yeah that's weird the anniversary of her death. Yeah, the anniversary of her death was this week. Wait, really? how many years? Yeah, it was uh, Wednesday. Yep. <sighs> well, how many years has it been? Uh, Two, three? Five. Five. Five, yep. Yeah, Cassie said she saw her go by again. She didn't, like, look at her or talk to her. She just saw her from the profile. Of course, we don't really know if it's her, but some little girl keeps visiting her. Or I say little girl, but teenage girl <laughs> keeps visiting her. It's, uh, it's uh, weird. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, I know they, I think that's one of the main reasons they don't move is because she passed away in that house and they think maybe, you know, maybe they're going to see her again or I don't know. Whatever's in that house is real, a real devious son of a bitch. You know, um, it takes a lot of different forms and, you know, it's, 
it mimics their voices. It does all kinds of shit. That's oh, it really... knocked on the bathroom door. Oh, boy. It's funny. While we were she was in the bath, we were, we were talking about haunted bathrooms. Yeah, we were talking about being vulnerable in the bathroom. Yeah. That's right. weird. But yeah, like that's my husband weird. said, our whole house is wood floored and creaky. So if anybody would have walked up to the door and then knocked like our youngest daughter or even a dog walking by, you hear it on the wood floor. She said she didn't hear anything like that. Yeah, What's I mean, that? I don't know what that is. Someone have a scratch off ticket or something. Scott, you're scratching the ticket off? No. That wasn't you? No, I'm, I'm, I'm just sitting here. What the hell was that? I don't know, but it sounded like a dog scratching or... No, soon I'm I'm actually sitting on my bed, and soon there's bageled up at the bottom of the bed, and there's what nothing else. That? I don't know. Was it? I I didn't I didn't hear anything. Really? So yeah. it had to have been coming from your house then, because John and I could hear it, and you can't hear yourself when you're on the uh, podcast. Now, what, what what did it sound like? It sounded like, like somebody like, scratched off a scratch off ticket yeah, really hard. Like, like, so much, really? Yeah. Like that. You didn't hear yeah, that. I don't know if I do it I on my didn't... phone. Like can you guys hear nah, that? No, that wasn't it. That's not no. it. No. No, it was like that's what it sounded like. Yeah, like like this uh almost like if you were taking the like erasing there, something off that. a piece of paper. I hear it again, right? A little bit? I don't hear it. You know, if you were like erasing something off of a piece of paper with them old pinky erasers, like, mm-hmm. like yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of what it sounded like. No, I'm I'm in my room. It's kind of quiet. I mean, it's completely quiet. I don't have television or anything on. There's no radio Your or anything. Cat ball still in there on Wild Man. Yes. And that's not going off or anything. No, no activity. That's weird. Maybe it was my phone. Let me check my phone. No, on my phone. Mm. That's weird, man. Yeah, you'll have to listen to that back, Scott, after he publishes this. Okay. That's weird. It was weird. It's right towards the end of it. I have to, yeah, I have to listen to it and then see if I if I've heard or heard anything like that before. But like I said, I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear anything at first. I mean, I didn't hear like at first. I didn't hear it until. She said something, then then I heard it. I was like, "Oh, that's weird." Hmm. What the hell is that? Yeah, because she says, "You guys hear that?" And I'm like, "I didn't hear anything at first, And then all of a sudden, I heard it. I'm like, "Wow, oh, that's weird." Like, I, don't she know. Heard I just it. had a feeling because we were talking about something that happened with my daughter when that happened. I'm like, "Okay, does this have anything to do with it, or is this just something naturally explainable?" <laughs> Apparently, right, none of us right, can Christine. figure it out. What the hell, you? Freaking transporting ghosts over here. Well, welcome to our world. Just got my goes back and forth all the time. Jesus Christ, but now he definitely got a paranormal podcast. <laughs> Holy shit, it literally. It, it does happen. Podcast. I don't have my cat ball out tonight to see if anything goes off during this. I usually do that. Yeah, I've the the capital's on top of Wild Man. The capital went off the other day. I woke up. I woke up at around five minutes to three, about two fifty five, and I woke up and the capital was going off. And then it went off again at three o'clock. 
Oh, and then another time. Well, uh, your, husband, your, your husband heard it, and uh, Teddy heard it in the uh, chat room, too. Oh, you guys all heard the, the scratching noise? Yeah, yep, you heard it. Speaking of capos, Scott's heading out to New Orleans. I have to grab my capos to give to him tomorrow to take along. Yeah, I'm going out to New Orleans uh, Monday for a couple of days. Not doing anything paranormal, although I am staying at the Omni Hotel, which is one of the most haunted places in New Orleans. Oh, yeah, uh, for a couple nights. They got a haunted room? Uh, I don't know if they, they, they have like there's uh, activity in the hallway where they see a maid that goes around that goes back and forth cleaning up rooms. There is things about being, I think, being tucked in. There's, um, I didn't, I haven't seen anything about like, you know, check out, you know, room number this or room number that, and this is what will happen in there. It's basically throughout the whole hotel. The hotel's only been there since 1960, but it's been hotels and hotels in those footprints before. And uh, it, it is, they say there's about 50 spirits within the hotel. Ah, my cat ball's going off and moving. It's moving. It's, it's rolling. Moving. It's rolling. No it's going way. off again right now. Oh, Why yeah, is it rolling? <gasps> I can't. I'm on the phone. Let me grab the iPad. Okay. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> it rolled. I've never seen one roll like in person before. That's freaking awesome. Okay. And we done talked up some shit. Yeah, we did. I we put them out right shit. now <laughs> to make sure they would work for Scott. I'm like, that's a good time to test them. All right. Let's see. Okay, let's do the thing. Let's ask it if it um, can do it again. Can you do that again? It's not going to do it, is it? Can you set off the cat ball again, please? Nothing. Nothing, nothing. Wild man, set off the cat ball. <laughs> Come Freaking on. weird. Did you make that ball move? If so, can you light it up? It rolled. Oh, Cody. Shh. My husband just peeked in. He's like, what's going on? I can't hear you because I've had fun. <laughs> Wait, no. I'll, I'll, I don't know. It moved 